Where is InsureTech headed next? This is where indie agents own the answer. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. I'm the Mayor Heath Sharon, the host of the podcast today, and I am hanging out with my friend Sarah Zambrano, the Operations Director at Colorado Insurance, a part of the PCF family. Sarah, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. Good. I, I, I was nervous getting all that right. Did I get all that right? Your operations right. director, and you've been at, at uh, Colorado Insurance for for a little while now. I don't, you know, not to date you. I didn't want to do that to you, but you've been there for a little while, and uh, you guys were, you know, recently a part, like you said, a part of the PCF family, and so uh, that's got to be a pretty cool opportunity for you guys as well. But before we get into some of that, I would love for you to talk about Sarah Zambrano a minute. Tell me a little about your story you know, and where you got to or how you got to where you are today and what's going on there. So if you could uh, share a little bit about your origin story, I would love to hear that. I know the audience would too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have been here at Colorado Insurance for 18 years. I've been doing insurance for about 25 years. Um, Actually moved here from San Diego to Littleton, Colorado, which is where we are headquartered. And this was the first job that I landed on when we moved to Colorado. Um, It's been a great experience. When I started here, there was four of us. I always laugh a little story. Um, the, The principal, Mike Matheson, and I used to sit in what we called the fishbowl and we would answer calls. We would do service we would do cells, we would do a little bit of everything. Um, And every day, side by side, the two of us would answer calls. So things have drastically changed. We're up over 100 uh, employees at this point. Um, And so we've we've done a lot of changing and growing over the years. And it's really been just a fun ride. Wow, up to over 100 now. Now, is that 100 in Littleton? Or is that 100 spread out? Where, Where are those 100 over 100 people now? Yeah, so we we are nationwide. We originally were just in Colorado um, and with all the changes that have gone on in the industry and, you know, throughout throughout the nation, we decided to start branching out and we're now in 26 different states. Operating under Colorado Insurance? Correct. PCF Colorado Insurance. Uh That's really cool. So, you know, a lot of times you hear these stories and it's you see overnight success when it comes to that. And then there's those that have that slow burn. Uh, like you said, you know, when you first started, it was just four of you and you and him were doing a lot of that. Was yours more of a slow burn? Or did y'all figure something out that all of a sudden just ignited a spark that grew from zero to 160 seconds, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that uh, makes us different than our competitors that we learned fairly early on uh, that definitely ignited that spark was we have sales and service separate and we learned very early on to allow sales people to just sell and focus on that and to have a separate customer service department servicing all of their clients was really the way to go and the way to grow yeah and they're so you got them separated which i think is, is super crucial like you said to set you guys apart so they're managed differently. There are different departments. They're totally separate in that in those entities, correct? 
Yeah. So obviously the entire organization is a sales organization. Everybody does sales, including the service department, Um, but they are divided and they are managed separately with different goals and focuses in mind. And so, yeah, I love that, you know, you have that and that's part of that story because they are two totally separate things because there's two different mindsets there. A salesperson or a producer or an agent, whatever you call it in your agency, they just think differently and they operate completely differently from someone that's a service mindset and they think more hospitality and they think more service minded and they, they just think, in my opinion, and maybe I'm just talking from my perspective, but I think a account manager, CSR service person is a lot more organized in, by nature and they think that way. Is that what you've seen? Is Am I right in that and from what you've seen at Colorado Insurance? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a little bit of both. Um, I have some sales producers that are extremely organized. Um, they have their processes and procedures down without even looking at them. Um, but I agree with you, service people by nature, um, and, and as well as, as the process and procedures that we use, as well as the systems that we use, um, keeps them very organized so that everybody is is going the same direction. Everybody's very uniformed in what they're doing and saying each day to each client. Okay, so you brought up, okay, on the service side, is that even the process all the way down to like how they answer the phone? Absolutely. Okay, so everyone at Colorado Insurance answers the phone how? Um, thank you for calling Colorado Insurance. How can I help you? There you go. So I, I think that's fascinating when people have that kind of organization and that process all the way down to how you answer the phone. And I think that makes a major difference. And I keep bringing it up, but, you know, I'm a huge fan of Chick-fil-A and how – you know, they say my pleasure. And it's one of those things, even to the point, like if they don't say it, you get a free meal out of it, or you don't pay for your meal. And I think there's something to that because it's one of the most popular fast food franchises. And I think there's a reason for that because of that process. And so with you guys, and you brought up sales, have some of the people have a great process. Now on the sales side, do they have certain Colorado insurance processes, or are they kind of able to operate autonomously in that? Or how does that work on the sales side? No, we really pride ourselves on our processes and procedures. And and the reason is because it works. Um, And so when somebody is onboarded in the sales position, uh, regardless of that, if that's a 1099 or a W-2 position, they will go through a full two-week boot camp. And within that boot camp, they will learn the processes, procedures, the forms that we use, the uh, required coverages of our agency, which is going to be higher than the required coverages of a carrier. Um, We have a a lot of things in place to make sure that we are writing good quality business that will stick on the books. Yeah, and I think I love that you break it down by standards as well. And so maybe the state of Colorado has minimum limits for auto policies, but at Colorado Insurance, you do it this way with these certain standards of we write only 100, 300 or three to five, whatever it might be. And probably the same thing with deductibles with, you know, coverages on house, things like that. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. It it goes down to uh, simple endorsements like water backup. Uh, Some people may not realize that that's important on an HO4, um, but that is a required coverage within our agency. So at what point, let's go back to the origin. So at what point, 20, 
16 years ago or whatever it was, when it was just you and, and Mike Matheson and, and a smaller crew, at what point did you figure out that light bulb went up to say, we've got to put in some processes and procedures? Or was that intentional? You guys decided from the jump, we're going to do this. Yeah, I, I personally think that that point was while Mike and I were doing sales and service all at once. Yeah. There came a point that the overlap did not allow us to give the type of customer service that we wanted to give because we were focusing on the new cells also coming in. And so, yeah, that light bulb did go off and we said, wait a minute, let's try something different. And, you know, we've tweaked it and changed it over the years. Um, but bottom line is it still stayed as it started, which was separating the two models. Yeah. And I love that you said it. Cause I think, you know, obviously be easier as if you're a startup agency or a smaller agency to put those procedures in now, but even agencies that have been around for a hundred years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it might be, it's not too late. You could still hit that button, a reset button, so to speak, and say, we've got to put in some processes and procedures now. And so to your point, you went from four people to over a hundred now. And a lot of people listening right now are like, wow, that's impressive. So could you give some sort of advice? Where would you start there if we put this on the bottom shelf and so people to listen to this and take some actionable steps from this? What would you say? Where would you start? Would you start on sales or start on, on service? Or would you start with a process and then break it down sales and service? I would start on service. Um, okay. Retention is the key. If you are writing a ton of new business and you're losing it out the back door, it's all for none. So retaining those clients and how and figuring out how to retain those clients is going to be step one. Um, we have a lot of processes for our customer service team. And again, these things have just evolved over time and our retention is over 93% consistently Huge. rolling. And that is unheard of in the yes. industry, regardless of what state you're in. Agreed. Um, and, and what we do is, is we break up our customer service team into different divisions. They all work together, but they all have focuses. So we put our most tenured people on our retention team, which is exactly that. All they do is take the inbound uh, calls or review requests and do client reviews all day, every day. Um, those are gonna be our most tenured because that's, that's a hard, long conversation. And you really need to know what you're talking about. And you also have to have the ability that if somebody is price sensitive, that you're still offering them the very best coverage that's available. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit about that because that's huge, the retention aspect. And you're 100% correct. You could have organic growth out the yin-yang, you know, to have however many policies. You guys are very high volume on new business as well. And so you could have all that come in. And if you lose 40 or 50% of that out the back door because you're not servicing, then again, what's the point, you know, of doing what you're doing? But if you don't mind, um, could you could you share a little bit about what that renewal process looks like in your agency and, you know, how that works? Like from the time the policy renews that start or when it's bound, when does that renewal process start? And yeah, what does so that look for like? us, yeah, of course, um, we use Agency Revolution, which actually works hand in hand with AMS 360. So it works really well for us. Yeah. on a drip campaign. And so what happens is we set it up for 45 days prior to the renewal. We okay. hit 100% of our clients. We don't pick and choose based on how much they've gone up. 
So we send a proactive email out that gives them a link to pick a time and a date that works for them. That's one thing we've learned over time that if we sit back and wait for them to call us, they're gonna be upset. So if we can reach out to them prior and say, hey, we know this is coming down the pipeline, especially right now, that's what our message is, is we know your rates are going up, oh, everybody's yeah. are going up. Let's talk about it. Um, and then allow them to pick a time and a date that works for their schedule, not for our schedule. Um, it then gets uh, routed to the retention specialist that is slotted for that time. Those folks have the same slots every single day, day in and day out. And that way they know exactly what their day looks like. Um, so they prepare and they look at uh, gaps in coverage. They look at cross-sell opportunities um, and, and they determine whether or not they are going to reshop that client based on what's going on in that profile. And they do all of that prior to the phone call. Um, they then call the client at the time that they requested and they go over everything, everything that they've come up with. We also have a checklist to make sure that not only our representatives remember to hit on all the points, but we send it to the client to sign. And that way, oh, wow. when we offered the client an umbrella policy, we write that down on there and we send it to them for an e-sign and say, we offered it, you rejected it, this time you weren't interested. And that way we're protecting the agency from E&O claims as well. Wow, there was a lot there that I want to unpack for a minute. So it starts at the very beginning with an automated email that goes out to the client, 30, 60, whatever the policy might be, 90 days for commercial maybe or whatever, but whatever that time frame is, you have that set out, usually probably ahead of the letter they get from the carrier probably. And so they get that automated drip email. And then is that followed by a phone call or is that in, in simultaneous with a phone call or just the drip campaign and they set the time frame from there and are y'all using like a Calendly or how's that work? Like from that automated email? Yeah, so it is, it's like a Calendly and it is just the drip campaign that we do. Okay. Um, we're over 40,000 clients. And yeah. so that would be a lot of extra staff to have to make extra phone calls. Yeah, so they get the email and it says, hey, something to the effect of your renewals coming up, yada, yada, and then click here to schedule your. Now, let me ask you this from the, time they wrote the new business, is that something you let them know ahead of time as part of the expectation, hey, you will get an email, you know, to schedule a renewal call? Do you let them know that ahead of time? Or is that just something they get the email? Is that part of the expectation from there? Nope. Part of the expectation on a new business sell is to sell the customer service team. Love so that. as a salesperson, you let them know, I've got a team of 25 plus licensed representatives behind me. Those are who you're going to work with moving forward. And not only that, but every single year you will get an email with the opportunity to set up a client review. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you set that expectation ahead of time because people like to know that, again, going back to the Chick-fil-A, you know what you're going to get every time you go. Starbucks, you know exactly what you're going to get when you go through that. There's so many customer services that I could go into, but those are the two that most people remember or know. But yeah, so you guys set that up at the beginning. They get the automated drip email from, you know, whatever it is. You could use it from Agency Zoom. You could use it from Agency Revolution, whatever it is. But they get that email, and then you're using another piece of technology, a calendar link of some sort. They set that up, and then is that uh, automatically, once they said that, goes straight to their email to the account manager or the, the, the retention specialist? So again... It comes through, yeah, to a supervisor who monitors those and oh. then gets them assigned. Gotcha. Okay. 
So there's another process set up right there. It goes to them, and then they go from there. It's, you know, uh, all set up there. But it all, like you said, starts and ends with that tech, with that CRM, with that drip campaign, with all of that. And then from there, uh, for the agents, or the, the people that are listening right now, and they're thinking, there's no way I could call every single one of my clients. And you just said, you know, 20,000 clients or whatever you said. Um, you're able to do that. So how long does it take an average account manager to go through somebody's policies to take a look and do that retention review? Well, if you would have asked me that about six months ago, I would have said uh, 10 to 25 minutes. It's probably upwards of about 45 minutes because um, a lot of the quoting is more manual now. Okay. Um, but they we allot them about an hour okay. prior to every single review that they have, and they always plan out for the following day. Yeah, okay, uh, that makes sense. And so uh, is there certain days of the week that they're calling the customers, or is it every day at certain time frames, like, like time blocked out? Yeah, so they have the same time slots every single day, each one of them, there's eight of them. Um, they're doing upwards of about, well, the goal is 7,000 for this year, and they're on track right now. That's incredible. Um, but again, that's because those retention specialists, that's their only, their, that's their role. And so Correct. their role is to call everyone. Now, if you've got a, an agency that's got an account manager that handles retention, new business, service calls, endorsements, certificates, and all of that, that may be a little more difficult, or it may just require a few more processes and dedication on their time blocking and whatnot. But okay, so then they do their own research for however long, 15 to 30 to 45 minutes, however long it takes your agency. Then they um, they have their appointments set. And so, but again, part of that research is going into the account management system and looking at all the policies, correct? Absolutely. And That's they're looking, where they start. And they're looking for upsells, cross-sells. They're looking for, you know, gaps and coverages. They're looking for all of that kind of stuff, Correct. Correct. They're also looking at notes to see what has happened, what's transpired in that account recently to make sure that they're addressing everything. But that goes into a whole other training to the other teams that they have to rely on the other teams that have input that data and put in that stuff and that has to be done a certain way, correct? Yeah. I mean, notes are critical to our organization. It's definitely something that's looked at every single phone call that comes in that client is pulled up and the very first thing that's looked at as the client is speaking is the activities. So you could say, hey, it looks like you called a couple of weeks ago, you talked about this, we handled this for you, how can I help you today? That kind of situation? Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. You wanna be knowledgeable. You don't want that client to have to repeat themselves 27 times about the same thing over and over because that's gonna cause frustration. You wanna know what they're about to tell you before they even say it. Yeah, and I think you're 100% correct because we forget sometimes as agency owners or as, you know, account managers, whatever it is, you have 20,000 clients, but you're their one insurance agent. Like, you're the one person they expect you to know because they know. And so if you could have those notes there, even I have a lot of agencies that I talk to, they even have as little as, like, um, just celebrated their nine-month anniversary or their 20-year anniversary or just purchased a dog, Fido, a couple of months ago. Then you could be like, hey, how's Fido? I saw you had a, a new puppy. Or, you know, they even do some of that kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys do that kind of stuff, but even documenting stuff like that is crucial. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a little VIP section on, yeah. on our notes, and we'll put something right there that just – you know, triggers that we, you know, recognize and acknowledge who that client is. Love that. Um, 
because again, they want to feel like they have that relationship with you and they want to feel like, you know, they're important to you at Colorado Insurance. Yeah. And we also do quite a bit of acquisitions and mergers. And so it's important that we acknowledge the agency that they may have just came from so that they feel comfortable with that as well. Yeah, that's big too, because that's a big fear when someone's agency, like they've gotten acquired, like, oh man, am I going to miss Sally? I'm not going to be able to work with Sally anymore, but if you could get someone, hey, we understand. And maybe Sally stays. I don't know how y'all work that out, but if not, you know, because Sally retired or whatever it might be. Hey, you know, we understand you used to work with Sally here. My name is so-and-so. And then go through the notes. Say, I see here Sally took great notes. Or it could be something effective. You know, uh, Sally wanted to make sure I took good care of you. I'm sure you have some sort of verbiage you guys use to be able to make them feel comfortable. Because that is a scary time, you know, when you're dealing with another person. Absolutely. You know, when you get used to dealing with certain people, you're like, oh, my gosh, now I've got to deal with somebody different. But... Yeah, I think you're exactly right on that. And so, um, and I think that even within your internal team, you know, when you purchase another agency, is there some change management in there that happens too? Yeah, absolutely. And and part of it is kind of what I was touching on is one, we have to change our phone tree because we want to acknowledge the, the company, the, the, the agency that we acquired, we changed the website. Um, but the the representative that is fielding that phone call, they need to first address that I see that you came from X, Y, and Z company. Welcome to Colorado Insurance. How can I help you? And they need to address it that way every single time. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, but as far as is it, have you seen that when you purchase another agency and you bring them in from your the seat you sit in as operations director, is that something that a lot of agencies might struggle with because adopting in, because you guys are so rich, not rigid, but have your processes, and your procedures, and you guys have that, or is it easier because you have the processes and procedures? You can say, here's what we do, follow these steps and you'll be successful. How, what's your answer on that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, doing mergers and acquisitions is, is always a little bit difficult. It's difficult on the client. It's di- difficult on the staff from the other agency, whether or not you are acquiring them or, or not. Um, and it's difficult on, on your own staff because there's always going to be new carriers that come along with it or new states that come along with it that maybe we didn't already have. Um, but us having our processes and procedures and being able to adjust and mold those that they just are transparent regardless of what we're acquiring really helps the process. So you're saying for those who are listening right now that don't maybe don't have process and procedures in place, what you're saying is it makes it easier for onboarding potentially because you've got that in place. Everybody operates the same way and it just flows that much easier instead of not having those processes and procedures. hundred percent. Yeah. Processes and procedures are, are the way we tick here. Um, do we update those and adjust those every single year, at least slightly? Absolutely. We have to, to keep up with the industry. Um, but you know, the huge thing for us with processes and procedures and the relationships that I have with carriers is if they come to me and say, Hey, Sarah, you know, this coverage is is not correct and the client's saying they requested X, Y, and Z, I can say, no, our process is this. And not only that, but we have frontline underwriters that are double checking our policies before they even get sent to the client. And so we have a lot of things in place that that are stop guards to make sure that we're really preventing any sort of, you know, problem. And, and, and I think without the processes and procedures, um, it's just the wild, wild west out there. You don't know what you're doing or what your agents are doing. 
Yeah, or, you know, it could be really easy for you guys with that many locations and that many staff members. You could easily have 15 different processes going on or each person operating in a different way. And so it'd be really simple to do that because you are all over the map, you know, as far as literally all over the map. But you guys have, you know, really been intentional on each location, each staff person goes through two weeks, as you mentioned, of onboarding and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, kudos to you guys for, for doing that. And it shows the audience listening right now that it doesn't matter how big or small you are, or how many states you're in, or if you're just in one, you can put in these processes and procedures. And that Absolutely. is... And that is what you said when I first started the conversation with you before we even hit record, when I asked, you know, just a simple question, what, what do you think sets you guys apart? Why are you such high-volume agency? And why do you have this 93% retention? And your answer was because of the process and procedures, correct? Yeah, and I, I truly believe in the processes and procedures. So you, and I, I believe that it helps from day one with onboarding all the way through hitting the retention number that we hit. And so you've brought up the retention process. Um, what's another one of the processes you feel like stands out and that your clients really and truly enjoy, or your staff for that matter? It could be an internal process. Yeah, I think one thing that we do on our customer service side that really helps to streamline things is we utilize a, a part of the system that's called suspenses. And by utilizing the suspenses, it helps to organize the customer service reps that are fielding the phone calls. We take upwards of at least 400 phone calls a day, and that ends up being a lot of follow-up work. Yeah. So having a process in place that you can make a note that's then gonna show back up when you want it to is great. Not only that, that gives my management staff the ability to spot check those and make sure, did we follow up when we were supposed to? What was the note? Um, and then if there's turnover and somebody leaves, we can pull all of those and we can reassign those to somebody else to finish. And they don't just get lost on a sticky or a notepad. And so for those who are listening, a suspense for you guys, it, it's the same thing as like a to-do list or an activity, correct? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you could set up the beautiful thing about suspenses, and I guess I'll let you tell it, but like, from what I know, it's like you could put a timestamp on those. You could put, you know, to like due dates on those. You can assign them to people. You can get other people and other teams involved in those. So I think you're hundred percent correct. That's uh <laughs> that's uh, fantastic. Sorry, I went in no. the dark. <laughs> <laughs> For those that are watching, you saw what just happened, but those who didn't the lights went off on Sarah over there. And so, um, Oh my goodness. No, you're good. But, uh, I thought that was funny. So like, um, you know, those activities though, or those suspenses, you know, is that how you guys use them? Do you task them to other people? Do you have to do dates on those? Do you have all of those things involved in that? Is that what makes it so crucial for you guys to use the suspenses? Yeah, we're really kind of a one and done. Um, okay. So we try not to task things to other people. We try not to pass work. If you get that phone call, you handle it. Don't push it off. Don't okay. send it to somebody else. Um, so other than that, though, as far as dates, that's huge. Whether it's a cancellation that you're processing, yeah. you need to make sure it goes through, or you need to reach back out to see if the home closed. I mean, if we don't do these types of things, we're failing the customer. So those are huge. Well, also, I think 
if you have all those in correctly and updated properly, if we'll go back to Sally, you know, uh, we're giving a lot of props to Sally, whoever that is, but Sally, the CSR, if she has to get off work, if she's sick, she's off for a couple of days, you could help manage her suspenses and be able to manage her tasks to make sure nothing gets missed, right? And that's huge. That part alone is probably one of my favorite part parts about using tasks is the ability for somebody to just pick up where somebody else left off. So they can get into the AMS 360 login or, you know, wherever that system might be and be able to see, okay, I'll pick up Sally. I'm sure maybe Sally has a backup. Maybe you'll have backups in your agency, but if somebody can just pick up and, and log into her, her task and her system and see what's going on, you know, that way no customer gets left behind, no problems happen. She doesn't come back to a mountain of things to get through. She can come right back in and pick up and just continue on her day. Exactly. And that's a huge point. We want people to be able to take time off and we want them to be able to enjoy it and not worry about, oh my goodness, all the work that I left last week is going to be sitting for me. No, absolutely not. We pick it up. We do it every single day is taken care of. Uh, we don't leave anything undone on somebody's desk. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Like, I think a lot of people are in the workplace today are even afraid to take off because of what you just said. Like, oh, I'd love to take a week vacation, but as soon as I come back, I'm going to have double the amount of work to do. And I'm going to be playing catch up for four or five days. And then I'm going to get behind on my other work. It's just a snowball effect. So if you can have that using your AMS uh, or using the technology you have at your agency to be able to cover each other and have each other's back, that's a huge part of using that, that technology correctly. Correct. So as you go through in, into some of that and some of those processes you bring up and you brought up that the suspenses, I think is huge. Uh, so when you talk about uh, on the retention process and you bring up, you know, the drip campaigns, you bring up some of that, do you have, do you use uh, drip emails or use email campaigns for any other things within your agency? Um, we do. We, we do cross-sell campaigns. That's awesome. actively always going on. Um, we send out campaigns for endorsements that maybe have rolled out new with a particular carrier. Um, we're all about upselling and cross-selling. That's huge in what the service team does. And then finally, we're sending out um, happy birthdays to all the clients, yeah. which people love. So those are the main ones that we're using. Now, okay, let me ask you this, because there's a debate out there. Do you do for husband and wife or just the policyholder? Or do you get into kids' birthdays or anything like that? Like, where do you begin and end on birthdays? Yeah, we do the named insureds. So if both husband and wife are listed, they'll each get one separately. Okay. And it's, is that in the form of a card, an email, a phone call? What do you guys do on that? Everybody does it a little bit differently. Yeah, we, we do it through an email. Awesome. 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 Yeah, I saw an agency that um, they record every month. They record a different birthday video that they use where they go around the office. And everybody sings happy birthday and they send that out. And some people do the postcard thing. Some people do birthday cards. Some people do emails. I just think it's cool that you just acknowledge that. And I'm sure you get a lot of positive response from that. Yeah, people love it. People love for their birthdays to be remembered. People love to be acknowledged and recognized. So absolutely. It's yeah. an easy thing to do to make somebody's day. Now, you do anything with any other holidays at all? Or do you recognize any of that in your drip campaigns? Or do you just stick to birthdays? Yeah, just as far as drip campaigns, just birthdays. Um, as far as holidays and recognition, we do things on our website. We usually 
you know, have some sort of focus, whether it's pictures of charity things that we're doing as an agency, um, or just, you know, a, a nice, have a great holiday, you know, to the clients. We always do some sort of focus on the website with some sort of banner. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay. Uh, before we get to wrapping up here in a minute, I did want to ask you about, okay, with the sales and the service team separated, you've gotten into some great processes and really broke down some cool stuff there. Uh, and that's mostly on the service side of that. On the sales side, do they have any specific processes, procedures that they use or they have that are really like a standout thing that they do? Yeah, I mean, the main thing for the sales folks is we have built out an internal sales manual um, that gives all of those recommended and required agency coverages. Mm -hmm. And that includes endorsements, that includes basic coverages, um, but it also gives underwriting tips and things like that. So part of the sales process, one, is to adhere to those regulations that we put in place. Um, but two, when we do the boot camp, um, it's really important that they follow the procedure that we retrain them, whether that's, you know, you bridge to X company to pull reports. You don't pull reports in all the carriers because then you're getting dinged by all the carriers. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you need to know, you know, which carriers take restricted dogs and, and why, the why behind it. Um, and then, you know, they need to know where their resources are. We are actually right now in the process of rolling out our internal intranet um, that's yeah. going to have all of these things in a centralized database just for our agents. And, and that way they have more resources. Um, cheat sheets are huge. Um, and then we also have our own um, production tracker that they can track everything that they're doing. And that's also something that we built out proprietary to us. So there's a lot of things on the sell side that are required of that position, but it helps not only from a managing standpoint, but from an organizational standpoint for the agent in their day to day. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a clear line of where the sales and service begin and end so that they don't bleed over and have duplicate entry or duplicate work or they don't, you know, step on each other's toes. Very clear line. And, and we, we, we really do toe the line on that. Um, and that's why, you know, maybe we're not for everybody because some agents don't want to have those rules on them. But what I will tell you is by having those, the proofs and the pudding, I mean, the, the success of these agents that I have watched over the years that some have been with, with me upwards 12, 13 years, um, it, it says it all. I mean, the processes do work. Yeah. And, you know, I think, go again, a little PTSD for my agency days of like, you would see a lot of service people, if they don't have these in place like that, they would get bogged down with sales or you'd have salespeople get bogged down with service and, you know, they were running around spinning wheels and doing things and neither one of them were being successful. But when you have those clear lines, clear division of who does what and what, you know, goes in what direction and what system handles what, I think it's it's so much more efficient and it helps your team to be dedicated and focused on again, staying in their lane and what they do best. You're correct. And I, I think that's super awesome. I think the people that are listening to this right now, I hope that they're taking notes on this and understanding that even though it can be scary uh, setting up those processes and procedures, if you can get that done, 
Um, and however long that may take you, I think that's going to help your team to be that much better. And use the technology you have at your fingertips. We did a study recently. I think it was uh, seven or eight pieces of technology that most agencies use, you know, uh, including their AMS and their CRM and the different things like that. And so I'm sure you've got some of those things built into your process as well as when do you use what piece of technology, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, technology is where it's at. So when you can find a piece of technology that um, maybe does several of those things for you, you know, that that really helps the process along as well. Um, and you have to do what works for you. I mean, I, I know that different people do different things. And sometimes, I mean, we've changed our technology many times over the year until we've kind of hit the sweet spot where we're at right now, which is making everything run together um, in a seamless way. So it's most efficient for not only the producers, but the service team as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I know that from what I know uh, of PCF, I think that that buys into the culture that they have as well, which is probably why you guys were attractive to them to be a part of their family is they have departments and they have processes and they have a specific way of them doing their things. And so I'm sure that marries really well with you guys. Yeah, it's been an amazing relationship. Uh, they acquired us about four years ago now. And, and with them, when they acquired us, it was always, hey, you guys run great. Keep business as usual. They're huge on technology um, and they just they get it. So we work so well hand in hand. It's been a super smooth transition for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh... Sarah, I truly appreciate you coming to hang out with us and talk to us about your processes, procedures, and why you guys run so efficiently and why you guys are, you know, heads and tails above a lot of your competition and being able to share a little bit of the secret sauce and being able to, to share some of that. Thank you for your transparency in that. And thank you for doing some of that. And um, if people, you know, want to, to find you or follow you, whatever, you're on LinkedIn and uh, they could find you there connect with you maybe you know if you wanted to, to check out you know what they were doing on their website or some of the things they're doing then go to y'all's website colorado insurance and things like that so um, anything else you could share with them anything that you want to before we step off here no i mean we're, we're all in this together as far as the industry goes it's tough right now for everybody yeah um so yeah any way that we can help one another be successful i am always open to it i love that thank you so much sarah i appreciate you hanging out with us thank you for having me have a great day you too well that was a great episode amazing it was an amazing episode i really enjoyed that content guys if you enjoyed that content and you want more of it Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Nah, dude. You got to tell them to crush it. Crush that subscribe button, guys. All right. Whether you want to crush it, smash it, hit it. Bop it? Sure. We could bop it. Either way, guys, we don't want you to miss another episode. We enjoy spending time with you, the VIP. Yeah. We'll see you next week.